0: You are now listening to the Doula Road Trip Podcast. doula. My name is Jariel and I am a certified doula. After a quick and unsuccessful start in the birth industry over six years ago, I am returning in order to turn my passion into my career. In this show, I am going to share with you my journey and my hope is that we together can start up and stay up doing the work that we absolutely love. This podcast will be a recent It will be a tool and it will also be a point of reference for you as you start your journey into birth work. I want to share everything that I wish I knew before I started and answer some frequently asked questions that constantly pop up in birth work even now six years later. I would love for you to be able to find inspiration, to find community and to also be encouraged that the work that you love can absolutely be the work that you do for the rest of your life if you want. So let's go ahead and get into the show. So welcome everybody to the Do The Road Trip podcast. Super excited to have you here. Welcome if you are new and welcome back if you're Odie but Goody. I wanted to talk today about self-care about burnout and about it being more than a buzzword. And I feel like what we do in our work, we're always pouring, 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 pouring into others, just as list, the way that we show up for our clients. And then not to mention the way that we show up as parents, as partners, as daughters, sisters, wives, cousins, aunts, and all the other roles that we feel throughout our life, not just in the work that we do. And so it's so easy to just get I call it like fatigue, you know, just to get so tired of caring for others, but then to also be in a cycle where you don't want to care for yourself because you feel like it's selfish, right? Or, um, you know, it's out, it's out of line for you to do something for yourself, like the audacity, right? So I would love to talk about that today. So I have a very special guest. Her name is Amber. She's absolutely incredible. And Amber, I would love it if you would just introduce yourself to the audience, tell everyone a little bit about you, who you are, and what you do.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me on a guest. I am so excited to be here today. And hello everyone, my name is Amber Fortier. I'm a yoga teacher, body coach, and I'm the founder of EmbodyMe.live, which is a virtual wellness studio for female entrepreneurs. And I am seriously so excited to talk about self-care because this is like a topic that I could talk about for days. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. Tell everyone a little bit about like your journey into like wellness, because I know that you're really, really passionate about body movement, alignment, and also about yoga. And so tell everybody like how you kind of got started in that industry and what you were kind of doing that kind of led you there.
1: Oh, that's a really good question. So uh, there was a point in my life where I was just hustling. Mm. I think I just turned... I think I was still 17 when I started college and I moved away, lived on campus and I was working three jobs. I was going to school full-time and that year, the whole year, I was just pouring from an empty cup. I was always hustling. I was always grinding, working, working, working and never taking time for myself. And you know, I just turned 18 and I was feeling so depleted. I was feeling so exhausted, so burnt out, but I didn't really understand what those feelings were because I was never taught about, you know, taking care of yourself. And I definitely feel like, you know, as a woman and especially being raised by a single mom, you're always, you know, taught that like you have to give yourself so much to others. You have to, you know, put everybody and everything first and, you know, looking from the examples around me, I never really saw the people in my life stepping back and taking time for themselves and burnout was just, you know, rampant in, you know, the examples. Examples of people that I knew. So I ended up traveling and moving away, moving to New Zealand for about nine months by myself. And that's when I really realized like, whoa, okay, when I'm able to take care of myself and do what feels good and really like make sure that I take care of me first, that I'm able to show up as such a better version of myself because I'm pouring from a full cup rather than an empty cup. So that's really how my journey of learning about self-care started. And I became a yoga teacher in the, oh, I actually got certified one week before COVID happened. And that definitely threw off my plans a little bit for the better. You know, I ended up creating my own online wellness studio instead of working for someone else. So that was definitely a blessing in disguise. But being a yoga teacher definitely taught me so many tools and techniques that I can use to really take care of myself and, like, replenish my
0: own energy. Yeah, I love that you said that you actually stepped out of your environment in order to really see like what was going on with other people in a whole different country and then notice like how you felt different by being outside of the normal hustle and bustle environment. I have to admit that I really have used this podcast as a platform to learn so much about myself as well as help other people. Um, And someone introduced human design to me and I found out that my human design is one in which I don't have a lot of energy. And I've always beat myself up for not being able to keep up with the hustle. Like I've always called myself like lazy or like a procrastinator or like not really interested in going to the next level because I can't work like 24 hours, you know, a day, every single day in order to get to the next level. And if I'm being completely honest, it's just something I literally have had no interest in doing. But then at the same time, I really feel guilty about the fact that like, I'm not like working hard or being productive or being a hard like hustler, especially as an entrepreneur. Like everybody's hustling, everybody's grinding, everybody's waking up at four or five o'clock in the morning and giving, 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 giving. And I've been leaning really hard into like boundaries and saying no and getting rest and relieving myself of the fact that like, I worked three hours today and, you know, maybe some things got done, maybe some things didn't get done and that's okay. But it's been really hard not to feel guilty about that. Do you like... feel guilty at times about the way in which you are like not grinding or not hustling the way that you've been raised to and with the things that you've seen because my dad worked two jobs all of my life so I've always seen someone in my life working multiple jobs and working really really hard to make money and so I've psychologically programmed myself that you have to work really really hard to get a little bit of money and it's been so hard trying to unlearn that.
1: Oh my God. I totally resonate with that. And it's so funny. I was having a conversation yesterday and, you know, as you said, getting out of your environment really shows you a lot about yourself. And in the United States, we have such a hustle and grind culture. Mm -hmm. That is freaking crazy. Like in New Zealand, everybody gets 60 days of paid vacation per year. Two months of paid vacation. And here we get two weeks. And all those two weeks, your bosses are a little bit upset about giving you, they're like, what? You want to take two weeks? You could have a weekend here or there, you know? Yeah. So def- it's so funny because even in our school culture, this is something I really had to unlearn with my own business, mm-hmm. but in school- they're always giving you busy work. If you're not doing something, do here, do something, get to work, work on some project. You always have to be doing something. Mm. And as an entrepreneur, I always feel like, oh, my God, I only work for five hours today. This is not enough. I should have been working more. I shouldn't have been taking a break. Oh my God. I took a nap. Like I feel guilty about taking a nap. And you know, as you mentioned your human design, I also recently got human, got into human design mm-hmm. and my type is actually the complete opposite of yours. So I have endless energy, but the catch is only for things that, uh, that light me the fuck up. So if it doesn't excite me, if it doesn't make me happy, if I don't love what I'm doing, I don't have the energy for it and I can't continue, but if I do love what I'm doing, I can just work on end and it just really works for me. So I think it's really cool to understand your human design a little bit because it kind of gives you permission on understanding like why you are the way that you are, instead of thinking that you're lazy or you're not productive. It's like, okay, actually this is just how I'm supposed to be. And like, if I'm not in alignment, then I'm going to feel burnout and stress and all the other things.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's so interesting that I never knew about human design before. I accidentally stumbled upon a guest who like does human design readings. And I was like, okay, this is really interesting. And I think that human design is important to understand because you're right in your business, you will make yourself feel guilty for doing what you need to do. Like I love naps for sure. For sure. I take naps regularly. My fiance is always trying to make me feel guilty about taking a nap. Are you sure you want to take a nap? Don't take a nap. You won't be able to sleep tonight. But I'm like, no, I'm going to sleep because I'm miserable. Like, and if I stay up any longer, like I'm going to make everybody else miserable. And I feel the same way, like in my business, like if I'm supporting a client as a labor doula and I show up and I'm only there for like four hours or six hours, I'm all of a sudden spiraling like, oh, my gosh, I didn't do everything I could have for them. I should have been there longer. I should have supported them more. I should have texted them earlier, even though they called me. Right. Like and they decided to labor for hours without me and they said nothing. Right. They weren't upset. They weren't mad about the fact that I was only there for six hours. But me internalizing it, I, I should have been there for 14 hours in order to really justify what I'm charging and how I'm supporting them and showing up, but they're totally happy and they don't have any issue with anything I did.
1: Oh my God. I totally resonate. And I really, something that I really had to come to realize is a lot of these feelings of like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm doing enough, just stems from us not really feeling worthy of our prices or of our services or not Mm -hmm. really knowing. It's like, okay, if I want to charge this, I have to give 210%, but really realizing that we are worthy, regardless of how much quote unquote work we put in Mm -hmm. is such a, a mindset shift that's going to help you do better work because it's not about doing more, it's not about the quantity, but it's about the quality that you do.
0: Yeah, that's, oh, wow, that's a whole nother episode. I don't even want to get off on the tangent of worthiness and pricing, because we will be here until 2022. Let me ask (laughs) you this, like, if people do um, find themselves in a situation where like, they can't take an international trip, right, in order to take themselves out of their environments and really take time to assess, what are some things people can do right where they are in order to really start to begin to pour back into themselves and to take themselves out of last place and put themselves in first
1: place? So I like to kind of break this into two different categories. So one are things that you do that light you the fuck up. So whether that's going for a walk, going to the beach, It can be something as simple as, you know, taking a bubble bath or cooking a nice meal or even watching your favorite movie, you know, something that really makes you feel good because I also think like I was one of these persons who would feel guilty for watching TV and I would Mm -hmm. feel guilty for having fun and I would feel guilty for going out when I know I could work more. But really those things that give you energy, that make you excited, that make you happy, that's exactly how you fill your cup. So those are some ways that you can do that just at home and it really depends on what you're into, what vibes with you. So like for me, waking up in the morning, dancing around the house, playing my Day in the morning, like that just gets me on such a good vibe that I'm like, cool, I'm ready to take on anything. And like I said, just finding what works for you. And on the flip side of that, I think it's so important to have boundaries and know what things that you need to take out of your life because a lot of the times when we are out of alignment when we are feeling stressed out overwhelmed burnt out it's because we're doing too much and we're doing too much of the things that we actually don't want to do and I like to think like that's the best part about being an adult is that we can choose like okay do I want to hang out with this person yes or no do, they, do I feel excited or am I looking at my phone thinking, okay, cool, I could go home in an hour? So, mm. realizing the things that you don't want to do and eliminating them because we really do have a lot of time in the day. But if we're mm. filling our time with things that don't bring us joy, then we're just really hurting ourselves.
0: I love what you said about boundaries. I'm actually reading a book right now about boundaries. And I remember maybe. Almost like three years ago, I was sitting in my therapist's office and we were talking and she asked me, like, what are your boundaries? And it was such a foreign question to me. Like, I had no idea how to answer it. I'm like... "Uh Boundary like I guess I don't have any like what like I didn't even know how to respond and I remember like being really depressed and it's because of the fact that I used to be such a people pleaser right like anything other people wanted that I felt like they needed or would make them happy no matter how I would feel I would say yes. And then I would find myself getting like bitter or I would find myself getting resentful because I didn't feel like I was being appreciated or praised or or thanked enough like for the things that I was doing even though I'm like hey I'm performing this big sacrifice and I feel like the other person is not reciprocating it in like the amount of abundance that they should be and so Recently, I was listening to a podcast called the Life Coach School. And she was like, if you say yes to something before you say yes, you should pause and make sure that you're saying yes from a place of abundance, from a place of love and from a place of overflow. And before you say yes, if it's a no, then say no and mean that. And if it's a yes, then say yes and mean that. And so I want to challenge everybody to do that as well because even in my business now, somebody will ask me for a price cut and I'll say yes. And then I'll end up performing the service and the whole entire time. I'm like, I can't believe that I'm here. I can't believe I said yes to this. I can't believe they had the audacity to ask. They wouldn't have asked so-and-so, right? But at the same time, I said yes, and I showed up for this. And now I'm like... I'm bitter. And my human design is telling me that one of the ways that I know I'm out of alignment is if I start to get bitter. Like, Mm. so I just want people to definitely notice like the feelings that they have. And if you are suffering from being a people pleaser with no boundaries, like I was, I'm encouraging you to start looking at some boundaries. I know for me, In my business, I don't meet with potential clients on the weekend. So if you have not signed a contract and paid for doula services, you cannot meet with me on Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, for that matter. We can meet Tuesday through Thursday, and there's a certain amount of time that I have allotted for that. So what are some of the boundaries that you've put in place in order to protect your peace and make sure that you're in alignment with what's right for you? Hey doula are you enjoying this week's episode? Are you ready to begin your journey into birth work? If so then I'm inviting you to check out my free training by texting the word doula to the number 216-616-3269. Again that's 216-616-3269. 3269. This training will support you in identifying the vision you have for your doula career. It'll give you the three clear steps you need to take to begin your journey into birth work and it will also help you avoid the common missteps that can cost you time and money. This training is perfect for anyone who wants to get started as a doula and wants the roadmap for making their dream a reality. By the end of this training, you will have a plan to finally birth your dream of becoming a certified doula the best part is that this training is absolutely free free 99 okay plus it includes exclusive bonuses that I don't share anywhere else online so go ahead and sign up today by texting the word doula to 216-616-3269 and the link is also in the description of this episode I cannot wait to see you there all right let's go ahead and hop back into the show
1: Yeah, I had the same situation as well. And, you know, one of my biggest boundaries that I've recently shifted in my business is, you know, I meet with a lot of people on like discovery calls on, you know, just meeting with people. And my schedule was open from 7am to 8am to 8pm, Monday through Saturday. Mm. And that was the worst because I would have calls, you know, seven in the morning, 1 PM. Like I didn't have any schedule because I was like, I just want to be open because if somebody, you know, is in a different time zone or somebody really needs to meet with me, I want to give them the opportunity. But once again, I was feeling so burnt out because I didn't have time for myself. So one of my biggest things is also, you know, setting all, I only have two days that I meet with people Tuesday and Thursday. If it's not on one of those days, we can work something out. If it really doesn't work but that is what I am putting my availability for because that's when I'm able to like I said you know show up as my best self mm-hmm. and if we're pouring from an empty cup we're not showing up as the best version of ourselves. and something that I've really recently started doing um, that's really helped me with setting my own boundaries is time blocking so what I'll do when I plan my week is the first thing that I do when I plan my week is schedule time for myself whether that's one or two hours a day, I always make sure that I'm taking care of me first. So, you know, I just moved to the beach. So now it's okay, here's my hour. I'm going to go walk to the beach, chill over there for a while, and then come back home, get back to work. But always making sure that I'm taking care of me first and literally scheduling time. That Because it's so easy to be like, yeah, today I'm going to, you know, I'm going to spend some time with myself. And the next thing you know, it's 9pm, you're exhausted. You're like, okay, I'm just going to go to sleep. So really scheduling, like writing it in, scheduling that shit in um, has really helped me with, you know, my business kind of being accountable for myself.
0: Yeah, and let's talk about one of the things that I feel like would be a great hindrance to people when it comes to thinking about pouring back into themselves and self-care, which is asking for help. Because I do feel like a lot of times we have a lot of things on our plate. There are things that we could ask other people to do or delegate or put other people in charge of. But at the same time, it's like we have a mindset of, oh, but... I don't know if it'll be done right if someone else does it right. Or I don't want so and so to think that, like, I'm not capable or willing, or I don't want to appear like I need help. Because sometimes being like the typical, like, strong black woman means that, like, you take on everything yourself, you don't really ask for help. And then in the meantime, like, you suffer in silence, right? Through the endless to do's that you have to do, when honestly, you could have just asked for help, people would be happy to help you grateful to help you didn't know you needed help right so what do you think about asking for help and how that can contribute to self-care
1: that is such a good point because I, as you said as a strong black woman we're told that we have to handle everything we have mm-hmm. to be everything for everyone but then we end up being nothing for ourselves and something that I did I used to also struggle with asking for help and I just journaled about it I actually wrote down okay who in my life can I go to for support and really getting clear on, like okay who was my support team who can I ask for help on certain things maybe some people are happy to do certain things or of other things and also just knowing like what things do I not enjoy that I could use that time for so for example I hate grocery shopping it always takes me like an hour and a half it just takes up so much time so much energy now Instacart is my best friend I order my groceries get that delivered that frees up an hour and a half of my time that I can use doing something for myself. So realizing who you can ask for help, who you can delegate things to, if you need to hire support, if you need to hire a virtual assistant, if you need to get an intern for your business to help you grow, knowing that that's available for you and that you're actually even stronger as a person because you're asking for help. Because By taking away some of the things that are not as important or that other people can do, you're going to be able to do the important tasks 10 times better.
0: Yeah, I love that you mentioned Instacart because now I feel like there's so many services available. Like even if you do live in a place where you don't have many family or friends around, you could always start building your network. You could always lean on these awesome services that have popped up. Like that's one thing that was great about the pandemic, right? Not being able to go anywhere really made people get um, creative and really made certain things come out that could really help us be better. And I wanted to talk too about trust, right? Because I feel like sometimes people just don't trust that what they delegate to other people will be handled in the way that they would handle it. So what do you think about like thinking that, oh, well, I'll just do it because I'm the only one who knows how to like do this Instagram post for my business, or I'm the only one that knows how to clean my house, or I'm the only one that knows how to do whatever, whatever it fill in the blank. Like, how do you really start to let go and trust that other people will take care of things the way that you would and can do just a good job you, if not better?
1: You know, I I would challenge our listeners to take a look at their own life because a mm. lot of the time our feelings towards things are really mirrored so if you're feeling like you can't trust other people maybe you can't trust yourself and you don't know if you're doing a good enough job on your instagram post so how can how can you trust that someone else also knows what they're doing and that that was a huge thing for me is realizing okay, a lot of the triggers that i had what can they tell me about myself? You know, a lot of this, you know, and trust can come with you know being a perfectionist. And with the perfectionist, you never feel good enough. You never feel like you are worthy of whatever it is that you're doing. Like you said, worthiness, a whole nother episode. But I really <laughs> challenge people to take a look at themselves because. Everything in your life is a mirror and, you know, your perspective on things really shapes your reality. So if you're finding that you can't trust people, just start to, you know, sit with why can't I trust people or, and, you know, and if it's something that, you know, you really love doing your social media, you really have a specific way that you do it, then maybe, sorry, let me start that sentence again. (coughs)
0: Where was I? You were saying about social media?
1: So let's take your social media for example, and if you feel like you really cannot trust someone to do your social media because you really love the way you do it, Mm -hmm. okay then, what other smaller tasks can you delegate? Because guaranteed there is something that you can delegate to someone else that can ease up your load. So I understand it's some it's hard for some people, but realizing you know what things are really important. Does it really matter if this person doesn't clean my house exactly the way that I would clean it? No, just clean the damn house. Like just, you know, like just take this load off of me, even if it's not hundred percent perfect, that's okay. Because once again, you have to fill up your cup. You have to consistently make yourself a priority. And if you're not making yourself a priority, you are really affecting not just yourself, but everyone around you. And what I love to tell my clients is, you know, once you start, showing up as the best version of yourself, you become a better parent you become a better wife, you become a better leader, a better everything. If you are tired and burnt out and you're, you know, fatigued, that's going to show in the way that you talk to your kids. You don't want to be snappy and yelling and moody at your kids all the time. You don't want them to think like, damn, mom's home again. I wish you would go back to work. You know, like you, you don't want that kind of energy. So how can you show up for yourself so that you can show up for everyone else as well?
0: Yeah, I love that you said that your places where you're being triggered are really a mirror for yourself. And so what areas in your life may you not be trusting yourself and that you are projecting that on other people? That was a mic drop. That was really deep. Okay, so let's talk about um, the ways in which people can do little things like starting today in order to start to incorporate a little bit more self-care into their routine. I think that as a doula, like one thing you can do today is find like a backup doula. And even to begin to say to yourself like, hey, if I have taken on a lot of clients, or I have taken on a lot of work, what is a way in which I can partner with somebody else who can really help me to share this load, right? So that way, I'm still meeting my contractual obligations, I'm still showing up for the family. But I'm also thinking about like, hey, how can I collaborate with somebody else? And in the future, how can I make my schedule in a way where I'm not so booked and not so busy that I'm on the verge of burnout. Um, Are there other things that you can think of that people can do today in order to really assess like where they are and make a small step towards putting themselves first and avoiding burnout?
1: So, you know, I love meditation. I think that is such a game changer for my own life and my own business as well, Mm. because learning to sit with your emotion, just sit in silence, you really notice your triggers, you know, because your body's telling you so much all the time. And for the example of, you know, saying yes, when you you said like, before you say yes, take a pause. And I actually started doing that. And you just sit with it and say, okay, how do I feel? Does this light me up? Do I feel excited? Or is my heart starting to race? Is my breathing speeding up? Am I feeling those subtle hints of potential anxiety show up? So by learning to meditate, you really learn to pick up, I guess, when your body is talking to you, because your body is constantly talking to you and guiding you on the journey of knowing if it's in alignment or if it's not. So that's been a really, really good game changer for me. And really just Reflecting every single week. And this is what I, yeah, I really have been doing like um, like following the moon cycle. So if anyone isn't familiar with this, there's like different phases of the moon. And with different phases, you have different energy levels. You're kind of going through a cycle during the month. And sometimes during the month, you need to rest. You need to recharge. And then as we get closer to the full moon, you have tons of energy. You're working towards your goals. It feels like everything is moving so fast. So over the past, I want to say like four or five months, I've been like following the moon cycles I have journal prompts that I do for every different phase of the moon and it's really helped me every couple of days to really just pay attention to what's going on because it's so easy to continue on the hamster wheel and like you know a year down the line be like whoa this year you know I don't think it really went the way I wanted to but the more that you check in with yourself on a consistent basis you can say okay I think I'm taking on too many clients right now. I'm not enjoying being with my clients. I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, but I was enjoying what I was doing when I only had eight versus when I have 15. So realizing, okay, this is actually too much for me. And how can I adjust my life in a way where it's not too much? And, you know, if you're realizing that 15 clients is too much, but you need 15 clients to make your income, then you know, okay, I need to raise my prices so that I can manage and meet my goals with a smaller amount of people. So just really reflecting on how you feel, reflecting on, you know, how are things going? How am I showing up in my business, in my life? And if you don't like the way that you're showing up, what can you do to fix it and to adjust it?
0: Yeah, I really love your tips. Let me ask you this because meditation is a topic that's like sort of like hard for me to process how people really sit in silence and like clear their mind I feel like my mind always has like a million thoughts a minute and even when I'm sitting there trying not to think about anything is always something that pops into your mind that like you're like oh yeah I'm I'm forgot about dinner. Oh yeah. Like my daughter has XYZ today. Oh yeah. I forgot to tell babe that I wanted him to do X. like, so it's always something like running through your mind. So do you have tips for people who may want to begin meditation about how to really get into the moment and how to get into your body and stay focused and really clear your mind to make the most out of your meditative moments?
1: And, you know, it's such a big misconception that, you know, when you meditate, your mind has to be completely silent because, even me, like I meditate every day and there's still a million thoughts running through my head and that's completely normal. And it's really just the process of slowing down your breathing, because even with 10 slow and deep breaths, you are changing your biochemistry. You're changing the hormones that are getting released. You're changing your heartbeat, your blood flow. So many things are happening. That's really getting you out of this flight or fight mode. And for me, That is so important because, you know, in today's world, there are so many stresses, so many triggers that we're being faced with on a constant basis. Your phone goes off, bam, there goes your adrenaline, you're in traffic, you're late to work, your kids are crying, so many things happening that we're actually in our flight or fight mode almost like 80, 90% of the time, which is so not normal. And when you're in the zone, it, it really messes with your body. I and mean, we can have a whole another me- episode about meditation more. But for people who are wanting to try, my biggest and most favorite tip for beginners is try to incorporate meditation in your daily life in something you already do. You don't have to go sit in a dark room with meditation music on and sit in silence. But when you're cooking, just Focus and be on the present moment and smell the different spices in the air and you know, taste the food and really being present in the moment. And your mind doesn't have to be silent, but it's really about just being aware of what you're doing, who you're with, and what's going on. And I think that's the easiest way to kind of get into a meditation. So even if you go for a long walk, you can just look at the trees and feel the wind on your on your skin and notice the sounds of the cars driving by and just really being present and that already is enough. So if you're starting a meditation practice, start with something small, start with, you know, just focusing on your breath while you're sitting in the parking lot at work, or while you're waiting for your kids to come out of school. You know, if you have three to five minutes, if you're, you know, waiting in line at Starbucks, instead of automatically picking up your phone, just think, okay, you know, I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to breathe. I'm just going to be aware of how I'm feeling. I'm just going to check in with myself. How do I feel? Like, how is my heartbeat right now? Do I feel anxiety? Do I feel stressed out? I feel happy or excited about, you know, the person I was just with and just really touching base with yourself because that in itself is a meditation.
0: I love that. Okay. any. Thing that you want to dispel like any myths or any truths that you want to say about self-care or anything that we talked about really it's been so many awesome themes that have come up around self-care um that you want to make sure that people know about before we close out because I feel like there's been so many gems dropped already <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I guess I would just like to close with, you know, it is never selfish to take care of yourself. It is never selfish to take time off or to rest or to recharge because, you know, there are seasons in everything. The moon has its cycle. The planet has its seasons. Flowers, they blossom, they grow, and then they die. So it's really important to realize that we are also also beings in the same way. We also need to rest we also need to recharge and that is the best thing that you could do for yourself
0: i love it okay so amber tell everybody a little bit about your wellness platform which is absolutely amazing and the thing that you have birthed during the pandemic that everybody can jump on and be a part of i would love it for you to share
1: Yes. Thank you. So I, as you know, love self-care and there are so many different ways you can take care of yourself, which is why I created my platform called Embody Me. It is a virtual wellness studio for women, specifically female entrepreneurs who really need to reconnect and recharge their own energy. So every day we host different live classes. We have yoga, meditation classes. We have intuitive dance, women's circles, full moon ceremonies, and really the whole basis is for you to be able to easily take time for yourself, because it can be very overwhelming for people who, for example, want to start meditating, but you don't know how, you don't know how to get started. It's kind of, you know, feels like a lot on your plate to research, you know, how to get started to know if you know what you're doing right. So it's a really easy way to just join us. You don't have to think about anything. We have an amazing, you know, different teachers to guide you during these different practices. Uh, But we're really here just to help you to connect with yourself, to take care of yourself, to you know set aside time to prioritize yourself because when you do you're really able to embody this version of yourself who is successful and really thinking okay how does this successful six figure business owner act she takes time to work out. She takes time for herself. She's not stressed out and overwhelmed. So how can I start showing up as my, as that version of myself now in order for those results to come into my reality as well? So for anyone who is realizing that it's a bit tricky to set a time for, your, for, for yourself to be accountable for that, please join us. Our website is at bodyme.live. You can start with a seven-day free trial to try it out, see how it vibes with you, um, and pretty much, you know, test it out and see if you like it.
0: Okay. Awesome. And I'll put those links in the description. So if anybody didn't catch it, don't worry. Just check the description box and you'll be able to click on the link, find out more about Amber. And Amber, I just want to thank you so much for being a guest, for sharing all of these amazing, amazing tips. And thank you all so much for listening. And we will catch you guys in the next episode.